Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I'm going to go to my review of AEW's Dynamite. Starting off the evening, we're going to go to our first match of the night. It is Kensuke Takeshita versus MJF. I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between Takeshita and MJF, with MJF keeping the pace of the match. MJF then hits a hammerlock DDT on Takeshita in the middle of the ring. Takeshita then gets up, hits an exploder suplex on MJF into the corner. Takeshita then hits a brain buster on MJF for a near fall. Takeshita then pays homage to Eddie Guerrero with hitting a frog splash off the top rope on MJF. Takeshita and MJF then both exchange in the middle of the ring with MJF applying a Fujihara armbar on Takeshita, but the hold is broken. Takeshita then gets up, hits a blue thunderbomb on MJF, but MJF then hits another Fujihara armbar on Takeshita. And your winner of the match is MJF. Hats off to MJF for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Jamie Hayter versus The Bunny. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between Jamie Hayter and The Bunny with Hayter keeping the pace of the match. Jamie Hayter then hits an exploder suplex on The Bunny that looked absolutely brutal. And then Hayter ultimately hits the finish on the bunny as well. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Jamie Hayter. Hats off to Jamie Hayter for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the Garcia Guevara gauntlet match. If Ricky were to win this match, he would face Chris Jericho. The match itself, it was an okay matchup. Back and forth matchup with everybody involved with Parker and Ricky Starks both exchanging in the middle of the ring. Ricky Starks then hits a spear on Parker, pins for the three, and Angelo Parker is now eliminated from this matchup. Menard is the next competitor in this match. Ricky quickly hits a roll-up on Menard, pins for the three, and Menard is now eliminated from this matchup as well. Garcia then makes his way out to the ring. Garcia then was keeping the pace of the match. Ricky then goes for a spear on Garcia, but Garcia counters it with a guillotine choke. Ricky then hits a spear on Garcia off the apron to the outside. Then a mass fan ends up attacking Ricky Starks. Garcia then capitalizes on this and goes for the cover. Pins for the three. And your winner of the match is Daniel Garcia. After the match, the mass man gets into the ring, takes the mask off, and it was none other than Chris Jericho. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is Roosh versus Brian Danielson. Uh... Before the match even gets started, it looks like Danielson was locked in a room backstage. MJF makes his way out to the ring. MJF says that Danielson is not here and recommends referee Aubrey Edwards to count Danielson out. Aubrey starts counting, while well, getting close to counting to 10. Danielson makes his way out to the ring. Roosh was pretty much beating up Brian Danielson on the outside. Roosh and Danielson then both exchange in the middle of the ring. Roosh then hits a running drop kick on uh, Brian Danielson, which causes Danielson to be busted wide open. Roosh then hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex on Danielson. Danielson then gets up, lands multiple yes kicks on Roosh. Roosh then hits a devastating power driver on Danielson for a near fall. Danielson then gets up, hits a running knee on Roosh for a near fall. Danielson then goes for another running knee on Roosh, pins for the three, and your winner of the match is Brian Danielson. After the match, MJF makes his way to the ring and attacks Brian Danielson. 
Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is for the AEW Trios Championship. It is the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox. I thought this was a great match. Back and forth matchup between both teams with the Elite keeping the pace of the match. Darius Martin then hits a Spanish fly in the middle of the ring. AR Fox then hits a Swanton off the top rope on Omega. AR Fox then hits a Springboard Spanish fly. Young Bucks then hit a Melter Driver on AR Fox in the middle of the ring. Nick Jackson then hits a Moonsault to the outside. Omega then hits a V-Trigger on AR Fox. And then Omega ultimately hits a Roll-Up. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match are the Elite. Hats off to the Elite for getting the win in this matchup. Moving on from that, we go into our next match of the night. It is the main event of AEW's Dynamite. It is the Acclaim defending the AEW Tag Team Championships against the Gun Club. I thought this was a good matchup. Back and forth matchup between the, glum, the Gun Club and the Acclaimed. With the Acclaimed keeping the pace of the match. Anthony Bowen then goes to hit Austin but missed and hit the referee. Billy Gunn makes his way out to the ring. Colton then hits Billy with the championship belt. Max Caster then hits a mic drop. Colton Gunn then hits Bowens with the championship belt. Austin then goes for the cover. Pins for the three. And your winners of the match and new AEW Tag Team Champions are the Gun Club. Hats off to the Gun Club for getting the win in that matchup. A couple of things I'm going to say about Dynamite last night uh, for Wednesday night. Um, it was an interesting night, man. For what it's worth, I think some of the, the action that we got in the ring is some of the best in-ring action I've seen Dynamite do in a very long time. Um, the matches were great. I mean, the opening matchup with Takeshita and MJF, solid matchup from top to bottom. And I really appreciate that Tony Khan and AOW are really pushing Takeshita. I think there's a lot of potential with Takeshita. I think he's going to be a future world champion. Um, and honestly, sky's the limit for Takeshita, in my honest opinion. Um, MJF, you know, the thing with MJF, I think the biggest thing that came out of Dynamite was that promo that MJF cut on Brian Danielson. Um, which had a lot of people talking, man. A lot of people uh, were very irate with the promo that MJF cut um, on Dynamite. Um, the, the promo was absolutely insane that MJF cut. Look, at the end of the day, man, MJF, and I've stated this multiple times in the past, I think MJF, you know, I, I don't see an argument against this, is probably the best heel in the business right now. I mean, you give a microphone to that guy, and it's just insane. The amount of stuff that he says and, you know, how we get, you know, and not only that, I mean, he really, he cuts the tension with a knife with some of the stuff that MJF does say on the microphone. Now, it got to a point where it got so crazy that people were even calling in, you know, the pro, I mean, in, in the promo that he was talking about was, you know, he got into a car accident and, you know, he swaps uh, seats with another person because he didn't want to get his license taken away and all this other stuff. And, People really got irate, man. I mean, to a point where they even called the police on MJF um, to figure out if this was true or not and whether this happened, you know, and, you know, everybody's just now finding out about it. And, you know, a lot of people have been very irate about it. You know, at the end of the day, MJF is going to be MJF. Now, a lot of people say in real life, MJF is exactly what you see on screen than you see behind the scenes, and it's not going to change. But at the end of the day, you have to give credit where credit is due, man. MJF knows how to reel people in, whether you like him or not. MJF has a tendency to bring people in. And, you know, there are some fans out there that love MJF and what he's doing. And there's some people out here that just despise everything about MJF and what he brings to the table as far as being a professional wrestler is concerned. And to me, I'm like, I'm like 60-40. I think 
you know, what he does in the ring, on the microphone, the, the promos that he cuts. I mean, even the promo that he cut on Tony Khan, uh, you know, a while back ago was one of the craziest promos I ever seen in my entire life. To have this guy literally literally call the owner of this company a mark um, was absolutely, like, hilarious. I mean, I, I you know, seeing if you would have told me that he was going to do that or any wrestler for AEW was going to do that on national television, I didn't see it coming, but if anybody could do it, it'd be MJF. And, you know, the promo, like I said, the promo that he cut last night on Brian Danielson and what he said in that promo had a lot of people talking, you know, whether it was a lot of good things they were saying or negative things they were saying about MJF, he had a lot of people talking after Dynamite went off the air Wednesday night. Um, But like I said, I mean, there was a lot of good matches on this card, man. Roosh and Brian Danielson, I mean, Roosh, to me, was so far Danielson's best opponent since MJF, you know, they had this whole, you know, if Danielson goes through a, a gauntlet pretty much and he wins, he will face off with MJF at uh, Revolution in an Ironman match, which is now official that MJF will be defending the AEW World Championship against Brian Danielson in, in, uh, in an Ironman match. But Roosh, man, Roosh destroyed Brian Danielson in that match. I mean, Danielson was busted wide open. It looked absolutely brutal, man. Um the other thing, too, that I'm going to take away from Dynamite is uh, this whole Page and uh, Tony Storm thing. And I have my own belief on what really I think the hell's going on here with Soraya and Tony Storm. I think what's going to happen, and, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, metaphorically here when I say this, but I feel like is, is Soraya going to bring in a women's re- revolution to AEW? Yes, but I think it's going to be a slow process where we might see the names of a Mercedes Monet come over to AEW and do some work with AEW or Naomi possibly coming over to AEW because from what I understand, Naomi is done with WWE. So I don't know if she's done completely with wrestling, but as of right now, it looks like she's done, you know, working under the WWE banner as of right now. Um, and, you know, having Naomi and Mercedes Monet in AEW would be absolutely incredible, especially if Soraya is trying to create this women's revolution. But, you know, the last vignette, or not vignette, but the last segment that she just had on Dynamite last night, she was backstage and, you know, she attacked, uh, I think it was Leva Bates or whatever. Um, it kind of had me thinking, especially, and I, again, I could be wrong on this, but I just thought it was ironic that after they attacked Bates on uh, Dynamite, you know, they brought the spray paint and, you know, spray painted a big L on her shirt. It kind of gave me NWO vibes, man, to be honest with you. And I think, after I saw that, it kind of was like, are we seeing a little bit of this like outsiders in AEW? But instead of it being a male rosters of you know outsiders, we're getting a female side of the outsiders. And is Soraya and Tony Storm going to be leading the charge and bringing in other talent to join them and taking down you know the OGs, if you will, of the AEW women's roster? You know, people like Britt Baker, Sheeta, Rio you know, Willow Nightingale possibly, you know, it, it's, it does have the wheels turning a little bit. Like is Ruby Soho eventually going to join forces with Soraya and Tony Storm? Is that going to happen? So is this something that we're going to have an internal problem or not a problem, but internal beef between Soraya and the roster or the team that she's creating against the AEW women's locker room? So I kind of feel like after what happened in that segment on Dynamite with Tony Storm and uh, Soraya, it does kind of feel like, you know, maybe they're going to do like an NWO for the women in AEW and Soraya and Tony Storm are going to be, you know, like the Kevin Nash and Scott Hall 
and just try to dismantle the AEW women's locker room. That's And that's the way it looks for me, man. I mean, it, it's going to be absolutely insane to see what's going to happen next with Soraya uh, and Tony Storm. Uh, the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox, it was an incredible match, man. I mean, Top Flight is one of the best tag teams in the world. And what Darius Martin, not only just Darius Martin, what Dante Martin does in that ring, man, that guy is a superstar, hands down. And AR Fox, man, that guy, severely underrated severely underrated the stuff he was doing in the ring on dynamite it was absolutely insane and the elite man the the elite had been on one hell of a tear as of late especially winning back those trios championships and uh i look forward to what's gonna happen next man i I think eventually you know revolution's right around the corner so i feel like they are possibly going to defend those trios championships against two it's still yet to be seen but we have a little bit of you know a little bit of time leading up to uh revolution so Definitely looking forward to that and who's going to challenge the Elite possibly next for the Trios Championship. Uh, and then the main event, Gun Club versus the Acclaimed for the AEW Tag Team Championships. If I'm being brutally honest with y'all, man, I did not see the Acclaimed dropping the belts to the Gun Club on Dynamite. I, I did not see it. And to be honest with you, the only way that I, I would see, I would say that the Gun Club was going, you know, Gun Club was going to beat the Acclaimed was that if Billy Gunn was going to, you know, allow the Gun Club to get the win and somehow turn his back on the acclaimed, on Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, and to allow Austin and Colton Gunn to beat the acclaimed for the AW Tag Team Championships. But that was not the case, man. Now, did the you know Gun Club win clean? No. But did they win? Yeah, and now they're currently the AW Tag Team Champions. But this is far from over. I definitely 100% see a rematch coming down the line, possibly at Revolution, where I do think the acclaimed will win the AW Tag Team Championships back. Or, like I said, we get Billy Gunn, you know, pretty much turning heel on the acclaimed and joining, you know, the gun club once again. So it was absolutely insane at night for Dynamite. And a couple other things that I learned too, one of the biggest things that's going around right now is CM Punk. Uh, a lot of people are talking about CM Punk. He's back in the news. And a lot of people are saying that CM Punk is going to return to AEW relatively soon. Um, my, this is This is how I feel about this, man. Number one, Obviously, everybody knows what happened between the elite and CM Punk. We all know about it. We've talked about it numerous amount of times now. We all know what we all knew what happened. Okay, so from what we know now, well, what we know then till now, does AEW need CM Punk? No, absolutely not. I I truly don't believe that AEW needs CM Punk. I think CM Punk needs AEW. I I truly do. I don't because at, at the end of the day. You know, I understand Tony Khan and what he's trying to do, and he's a fan. I, I get it. And obviously, he's a fan of CM Punk and CM Punk's work. But if CM Punk does come back into the fold with AEW, obviously, you know, there, whether it was already addressed or it will be addressed if he does come back, there needs to be, you know, a little bit of separation between the elite and CM Punk. But I will say this. If, they, if CM Punk does come back and they do it correctly and everybody's cool and everybody's willing to work together, they can create one hell of a storyline with this and they can bring back FTR and have FTR team up with CM Punk versus the elite. And that would sell out any pay-per-view or any show AEW has to offer, man. They can make this into one hell of a story and have a six man tag team match or for the trios championships. It can be the elite defending those trios championships against CM Punk and FTR at a pay-per-view or a regular dynamite. And it would sell like hotcakes. I mean, 100%. So I don't know if that's what it's leaning towards, but there's been a lot of speculation and rumor going around that CM Punk is going to maybe going to be making his way back to AEW and working under Tony Khan relatively soon. So 
Again, it's still up in the air. It's speculation currently at this point. I still believe he's currently under contract right now with AEW, but he's still, uh, you know, I don't know if he's still currently suspended. I know he was injured, so I'm assuming that, you know, they're kind of letting him take, you know, take it easy and heal up, and then eventually he will come back to AEW. But, you know, it can either this can either go really good or this can go horribly wrong to a point where the elite, you know, Kenny and Matt and Nick Jackson end up walking away from AEW and possibly going over to WWE or just retiring in total or going back to New Japan. I don't know. Depending on how the working relationship goes going forward after what happened between Punk and the Elite, I mean, it's still up in the air. I mean, if it goes good, then, yeah, it's it's good for business. I'm not saying CM Punk is not good for business with AEW, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to, you know, go crazy, you know, when CM Punk shows up and he walks out you know, through that tunnel and down to the ring and people were going to go absolutely insane. So, um, but all in all, man, it was a solid night for dynamite. Like I said, the MJF promo was absolutely insane. Uh, a lot of people were not happy with what he was saying. Um, and even got the police involved and everything else like that. So, I mean, clearly a lot of people were very, very upset with what he said, and it has been documented that what he said wasn't true. So, I mean, it's been, all this different stuff that's been saying, like that's been said from MJF, it's either true or not true. It's all speculation at this point. But uh, I will say the promo that he cut on Brian Danielson on Dynamite was a little intense, man. It was a little insane, and uh, it, it it really did leave a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths, man. To be honest with you, a lot of people weren't happy, uh, and were complaining a lot to AEW and Tony Khan about that promo that he cut. Um, but all in all, it was a solid night. I look forward to next week's Dynamite where I'll do my next review for Dynamite. But uh, this is my review of AEW's Dynamite. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.